Nadia Bilchik is a television news anchor, keynote speaker, author, trainer, and communications consultant. 19 number one bestseller have been nominated and won so many awards throughout your careers. She has a wealth of experience interviewing and consulting with well-renowned figures, celebrities, and corporations. Nadia speaks on how to get people to like you, trust you, and want to do business with you. Over the last few weeks, the entire world has been monitoring the treatment of your grandfather, Nelson Mandela. And my job was to introduce it and provide... With topics like leveraging the power of your personal presence, networking for success, and lighting the fire. Nadia Bilchik. Well, a very good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending where in the world you are. I am in Johannesburg, South Africa, with my dear friend and former Mnet producer, Nico Stain, and we're in his studio. Hi, Nadia. This is Nervi in my own studio, <laughs> doing something new. Okay, so we are broadcasting live, and there's so many things we want to talk to you about today on our live show, Nico and Nadia. The first thing we want to talk about is how we met and networking. I was a presenter at Mnet Television in South Africa. Nico was a producer. Well, fast forward a couple of years, we reconnect virtually. That's right. And we've just spent the morning videoing and getting Nico's brilliance. So, Nico, what is your philosophy around long-term relationship building? Nadia, you know what? I think that every relationship is something that you go into thinking, how, how are we going to make this keep keep going without it having too much work because I don't think relationships and any kind of business relationships should be something that's a really hard kind of thing, just like normal relationships, right? That's where I'd start. I think that's so well put, Nico, is that relationships need to be organic. You know, the first book I wrote was Own Your Network. And I'm actually giving a talk in two weeks' time about networking to enhance diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. And you and I were talking about how easy it is to have preconceived ideas about people. Mm -hmm. So one of my best stories is I tell the story, I was giving a talk, there was a man in the front row and his head was like this. And I said, did I upset you? Did I offend you? And he says, no, but you remind me of my ex-wife and I hate her. Oh my. <laughs> so I say, so how often do we meet somebody and yeah. because they remind us of something or someone else, we don't develop mm -hmm. a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. It's just that deep connectivity. Yeah, sure. So relationship building. So can we ask you today just to reach out to somebody like Nico and I that you haven't spoken to for a while? Then I want to talk to Nico. You've transitioned from a television producer to producing speakers and running a studio in Johannesburg. Mm. What for you in the virtual world makes for a fantastic presentation? I think the, the thing that I am most excited about is when people change gear or their gear shift while they're busy talking and they really expect or they respond and respect to an audience that's watching. You know, when we when we looked at television days, we were just bro broadcast. Broadcasting meaning we're coming from a center and it's broad and we start our show at nine o'clock and you'll be there and that's okay. Whereas I think what's different in this age is we're working with narrow cast now. We're talking kind of one-to-one. -one. We're talking to somebody who's sitting at home right now, and we appreciate the time that you take to be there. So when I'm that audience member watching, I like to know that somebody is respecting my time, and because of that, they're not just waffling on with something. They're giving me something specific, and they're talking to me at home. So that's so important. So any presentation... 
are you talking to the person? Are you connecting with the other? And of course, now we're having to do it via webcam. By the way, tip technique, and Nikon and I both speak about this in speaker training, and anybody we're training is make sure the middle of your eye goes through to the camera so that you're looking directly at me. How many um, people do you see, Nico, who are looking down I, at the I'm, <laughs> I'm quite startled because I think that wanting to improve or wanting to be better at the skill is something that we should work on because it's like driving. It's going to stay with us for a long time in the way that you change gears, look in the rearview mirror, make sure that it's safe, look at the... Those are things that you do almost inadvertently while you're busy driving. And I think that there's that kind of stuff that you should do when you speak also. And particularly since this virtual world is going to stay with us for a little while longer, I think it's important that people need to respect that and start thinking about that seriously. So I'm startled when I go into a, a, a Zoom meeting a year later and there's still people who go, they start speaking and they haven't unmuted themselves, right? Drives me crazy. So it would be quite ironic if right now you're seeing both of us and we do hope we've got sound <laughs> because we're in this very fancy studio. So Nico has set up at the one of the WeWorks in Johannesburg. And um, so you created the space. We have three cameras in front of us. Mm -hmm. We have yeah. beautiful lighting. Let's talk about lighting for people on a home studio who don't have access to what you've got here. Okay. So one of the first things that you have to do is you, have, you can use natural lighting. Of course, the most important thing is that you have light that's coming from about 30, 30 degrees either side of your camera and that it sparkles a little. If you look at Nadia right now, because I've set her <laughs> light, there you see her, you see the sparkle in her eye. In the same same way, even though I've not checked mine for a while, I'm pretty sure that that light is creating a sparkle. And because of that, and there's a backlight coming from behind, it seems to be kind of pleasing. But I do think the main thing is that people should work to have really good lighting so we can see their eyes because we communicate a lot with the mm -hmm. eyes. And also that your background is not too disturbing. They're not something, so there isn't something growing out of your ear or something uncomfortable that's chopping off your head or some kind of un uncomfortable light. And, you know, we talk about if you use a virtual background and you don't have a green piece of fabric or screen behind you, you can look so fuzzy. So I've mm. seen so many people disappear into things. By the way, I'm going to check my LinkedIn as okay. we speak because, Nico, we could be getting all kinds of questions. So that's if right. you're going to look at your device in your presentation, Explain to people what you're doing. I have a lovely quote. I say, in the absence of proper information, people come to their own conclusions. So if you saw me on my phone while I was talking to you, you would probably go, that's very that's rude. rude of her. <laughs> so explain to people what you're doing. So I'm Good looking idea. at my LinkedIn. I'm checking Nico and I, and I'm seeing if there are any of you. Yes. So we do have a question. And the question, Nico, is what kind of camera should I be using if I am doing presentations from my home office. Okay, so I think for starters, the big mistake that everybody made was just to rush out there and go and buy expensive cameras. And of course, we're coming from a studio environment. These are HD cameras and they're high quality and they've got a good depth of field and so, but technically the camera that's on your device is fantastic. Even on your cell phone, it is an HD camera that you can use. So you don't have to necessarily go to great length to get a new camera as such. I would say that you have to have good lighting because good lighting will help even a laptop camera be fantastic. 
lots of light coming in from behind the camera. And then, of course, the next thing would be to start focusing on uh, some form of um, audio to make sure that you have a lapel mic that's coming from close so that the sound is good. That way, you can have a greater distance away from your laptop and the sound won't seem like it booms across the whole room. It will be sound that is close range and it comes, as you can tell, right from this microphone. I have been using a Logitech camera, which is separate. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because, again, it takes adjustment. To Nicole's point, your webcam on your mm. computer, but what helps is that my Logitech can go on a tripod. So it can be a bit steadier. And it's also, I find, and I don't know your mm. thoughts, it's easier to do the eye contact rather than looking up at your, your, laptop. your laptop or looking Correct. down. Correct. And yeah. again, you know, these are the small things. Cat Cole and I wrote a book called Small Changes, Big Impact. And often it's the tiny things, right, Nico? When yeah. you're doing speaker training, it's just mm. the small things that can make a difference. And I'm just urging everybody to say, how do you up your game? Mm. Are you finding, Nico? I mean, just as our virtual worlds have expanded, people's attention spans, their sense of trust has contracted. Definitely. So how do we as speakers, as professional development experts, as communication experts, how do we ensure that we're teaching people to retain other people's attention spans? Mm. I think oh, that's a scary question because I think it's one of the most difficult things. Um, you know, I went back to look at how we do it in television world because in television, if you look at a show that rolls out for 48 minutes or so, it, it has meticulous timing where specific things happen and specific plot points and it's designed that way. So my feeling is in the space that you're watching right now, which is 16 by 9, it's a frame that's in your LinkedIn feed. Uh, it is very similar to a frame-up of television. And because of that, I think audiences automatically expect and are comfortable with a television medium. And because of that, if the information flows out at that kind of pace and that kind of rhythm, it is going to be more engaging. So some things you can use, Nadia, is stuff like leaning out of sometimes to make it feel like a wider shot, leaning in so that it feels a little bit more like a close-up. But also importantly, I think you can think about how you can use music and sound cues underneath what you do. So sometimes if you had a PowerPoint, there's no crime in putting a soundtrack into the PowerPoint. And as you flip to it, there's some sound effect. I was doing a session the other night. I'm, I'm going into sound as well now. But I was doing a session the other night and I played a soundtrack of crickets in the background. Oh, let's, oh. And, uh, on my laptop. And it was amazing that suddenly my tone changed. And because the lighting was a bit darker, everything about the mood changed. And that you can use in a presentation to great skill. If you use, if you use a piece of music that sets the, the mood as you go into a, a comfort break, for example, or something that's going to make it a bit of a crescendo at the end of a sequence, it's going to change the room. And like that's what that. television does. That's so well put, Nico, because I think sometimes we think we've got to be raw, raw, dynamic, but being magnetic is equally important and all the shades in between. Yeah. So there's so much I want to talk to Nico about, but this beautiful studio has actually been booked. So <laughs> if you want to reach Nico Stain, please reach out to him. It's Nico at tycoontribe.com. And the wonderful thing about these virtual worlds is he can work with you all over the world. I'm Nadia Bilchek. I don't know when I'm going to be back in Atlanta because I've just understood that my KLM flight via Amsterdam is not going to fly. So um, I may be here for a while and I may be reaching all of you virtually from Nico's studio <laughs> in Johannesburg. <laughs> That's fantastic. So Nico, thank you. And what I'm doing now is I'm walking up to the laptop to end the live broadcast. 
And I just want to thank my beautiful friend, guest, and producer, and hopefully, Nico, everybody can share thank the you. videos <laughs> that we are going to be producing sooner rather than later.